Welcome along to Crunching Gears, Season 3, Episode 6. In this episode, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome along Adam Hall. Adam, you're very welcome. Thanks, Gavin. It's uh, good to chat to you again, and uh, it's good to be on the podcast. Uh, I have to say, I probably listen to everyone now, and no, it's it's always always good to hear the interviews. So, no, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you very much. So, we thought we would take a wee look back, I suppose, on what has happened this year. Like I always do, a wee thing there on social media, like the party power, and like yeah. just to celebrate the best of what what this island has produced over the past year. Like it's, it's been phenomenal really hasn't it yeah definitely i guess it's it's good every year in, in ireland there's there's rarely a, a disappointing year um but obviously coming coming back from the layoff and everybody's been glad to get get away and get get outside get to get to see different different things and see see rallying back again it's it's been brilliant but even if you you look beyond what's happened at home, um, like the performances by, by our drivers abroad. It, it definitely has been one of the better years, um, probably one of the best years, in fact, in, in regards to that. Yeah, I like right from the, the, the highest level right down through, you know, like I had, you know, had the four co-drivers on there, you know, a couple of months ago, Fred Gallagher, Terry Harriman, and them guys. And I think it was Fred mentioned on the night like stand on the shoulder of giants, like yeah. you know, it was guys like that that blazed the trail. You know, with Paddy Hopkirk, you know, the, like before mentioned Harriman Gallagher, and then you know Chris Meek, all the, the, those guys, and then even and you know the uh, engineers, technicians, mechanics. Uh, Richard yeah. Craig, Richard Cregan was the head of Team Toyota Europe. Yeah, you know, like for for this a population of what less than seven million in this island, like. We, we have no right to be where we are, but it's just, you know, we keep seem to be able to produce it, people of exceptional quality. Yeah, it's just, the, I suppose, the concentration of of the sport. Like, there's definitely, even within Ireland, there's there's the regions where, where rallying is, is such a big thing. Like, and you've obviously parts in Ulster, even in around Belfast, like there's so many of those co-drivers from the, the early years came from that. And I guess it it came from the circle and yeah, you go down to Clarny and there's another, you know, a stronghold and mm-hmm. Donegal, Monaghan, everywhere. Like it's, it's a, no, it's a, you can see how it's a community thing. Um, and obviously there's a text talent to, to do these things as well but when when the passion's there and people see the hard work by by a generation before and what they have been able to achieve and in the sport they love like it, it's bound to be encouraging for 
for everyone coming along to, to do that again. And I guess this year has been, been a year where, where you see another generation come along and you can see how, how that can influence younger people again to, to go and aim for those things. Absolutely, you know, it shows, you know, it's possible, you know, like we sometimes, you know, kind of maybe suffer from a wee bit of like an inferiority complex. We don't think we're good enough, but like we've shown we are, you know, really, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. So like, I suppose like for this look back, we'll go down to various championships. Like, so it's only right we start at the very top, the World Championship. And like, yeah. you know, like unbelievable by our lads this year. Yeah, if, if you go to the WRC, what Craig Brain and Paul Nagel, they, they mm. have been standout drivers. And again, what that five five starts in, in WRC this year with their part-time program, they came away with three podiums and two mm. two runner-up finishes. And even within that, you can you can see how maybe they had to play a team role in some of those performances mm-hmm. and the, the results could have been even better if they'd they'd got a, a full chance to to go for it. But yeah, it's what maybe not not the best year for them in terms of number of world rallies that they've been able to do. But in terms of performances, it's it's been unbelievable and definitely their best year together. And they've got rewarded for it. And again. You know, we, we look at this from an Irish point of view, but I think our support of Craig and Paul, it's been furthered this year when you see so many people um, from outside Ireland and outside the UK just stating obvious that they really do deserve a, a full-time shot yeah. in a, on a factory drive. And yeah, it's, it's brilliant to see M Sport has given them that and yeah, I think everybody's excited to see what they can do next year as well. Yeah, I like it's not even been seen as a, a leap of faith by you know M Sport to do this. It's, yeah. it's a natural progression, really, isn't it? You know, so yeah, definitely, it's 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 just became one of those drivers now that that everybody knows should be should be there in every round and deserves to be there. And again, it he's a driver that you would miss. Um, if he wasn't wasn't on every round again, mm-hmm. if, if you go back to the years where Chris Meek was there, everybody you know he was he was the big name. Everybody mm-hmm. um, was watching out for him, just his driving style, his character, all all the extra things that um, fans love love yeah. about a, a motorsport icon or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like Craig wears his heart in his sleeve, like he doesn't hide his emotions, you know. Like you know, we yeah. all know how he feels coming the end of the stage. <laughs> you know, it's not hadn't been no manner of means, you know. So definitely yeah, he's got a brilliant personality um at the stage end and even his love for the, the sport as well, like the the drives he's um, done at home and what legacy in M3. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, his, his driving rally legend as well. Like it's it just goes to show that he's he's a true fan deep down as well. And I think people really do appreciate that. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. And like we, we can't forget Paul Nagel. Paul has come up, you know, and he's done the hard road yeah. in Ireland before he, he ever progressed, you know. And like yeah, it, it so richly deserved that he gets this opportunity as well. Definitely. And again, it's it's been nice hearing Paul's point of view uh, after coming home to to win at Colonia Historic as well. Like mm-hmm. 
um obviously started off at home and he he yeah he does his groundwork with a lot of different drivers and a lot of different cars and a lot of different national rallies and championships at home and he obviously got his chance um international level and obviously all his time with with chris as well um but it was nice hearing how how much he appreciated getting the opportunity to, to come home and win rallies at home that's close to his heart before the next two years when 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 yeah that's that's not going to be as easy to do with no. with their full-time commitment so again it's it's just brilliant to to see top top line drivers from our country but how much love they have for um rally in, in ireland as well mm-hmm. yeah and like the, the 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 way they support it as you mentioned there like you know the m3 the legacy and even yeah. in 2019 coming over here and doing the championship and reigniting both their passion for the sport you know we've seen that they are real bubble hatters i suppose you know for one yeah. a better description you know so yeah, no, and again that story from 2019 to now is a, a special one as well. It's it's the type of thing you can you can imagine in 10, 20 years time and you look back and you you track over their careers that that period of disappointment at the end of 2018 when they were both without a contract, really through no fault of their own. Like it wasn't down to performance. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, coming Going back from a point where they didn't know what they were going to be doing and um, started in Galway, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, worked worked their way back. Won rallies they wanted to to win. Um, bucket list events in many ways for them, and mm-hmm. yeah, the they took their took their chance with Hyundai, and now they're they're back full time in WRC. It's it's brilliant. Absolutely. And then you know we'll move on then. Like Chris Patterson, you know, what can <laughs> what can we say that hasn't already been said, you know? I know it's such a career as well. And yeah, his I guess it was probably a, a surprise to see him back. I'm not sure many of us saw it coming. And yeah, obviously you can talk about stats as well, but I guess with with his partnership with Gus, it's it's maybe been more a, a character building exercise or you can see how the whole atmosphere inside the car has changed and um definitely i think it's it's been publicized like from the championship how how much gus has developed this year and again he's been rewarded with a contract next year and i'm sure he he would have a lot to thank chris for as part of that so yeah it's it's been a a nice way um, for Chris to, to end his time in WRC or to to come back to WRC and even his interviews at, at the end of his last rally in Spain like that that was pretty special to listen to yeah, and well, you could yeah. just tell he, he was a gentleman who who loved his loved his time doing doing co-driving at the, the highest level yeah and like you know to be to go out on a high like you, you, you know you couldn't ask for better really could he yeah, and I'm sure in that that type of car as well, and oh, on a yeah. on a rally like like mm-hmm. Rally Spain or Rally Catalonia, like um, yeah, if if you were to pick rallies to to finish your time mm-hmm. and in a rally car, just was thorough and everything else, I'm sure that was a a special special one to end it on. Yeah, because as you say, you know we're going to look back in you know twenty years time, 
and these cars are going to be remembered like they're going to be the yeah. the group B monsters of their day, really, aren't they? You know, so yeah, definitely, for sure, for sure, for sure. And then we you know at the other end of the scale, you know, well, he's a few years' experience and below his belt now at this stage. But Aaron Johnson, like, has to be one yeah. of the, the the bright young stars of the WRC at the moment. He, yeah, it's really starting to take off for him now, isn't it? Yeah, and. Again, we talked at the start about the the generational thing, or you know, picking picking up from from guys who had been there before. Like you've you've uh, Aaron, who's I think came under the wing of Chris, and Chris mm-hmm. probably helped Aaron get his opportunities with the Solbergs as well. So yeah, Aaron Aaron's took took his chance, and I think he's impressed a lot of people. And again, too. To get a contract with Toyota, um, like that's that's one thing definitely. But uh, to to get a chance to help their young driver, their Japanese, you know, the future star, or you know, they're they're pumping a lot of effort into Takamoto Katsuda to to you know have a Japanese rally driver in the WRC to mm-hmm. sort of see them put their faith in Aaron to guide him through you know his his first full year properly and in the wrc full-time and every event like it's that's pretty pretty impressive to see to see Aaron get that opportunity absolutely and like and Tacna has shown like he has you know he has the, the speed then to be you know mixing up there in podiums and one thing or another so you know yeah it's a very exciting time ahead for Aaron there obviously yeah definitely the the start of the season especially you've seen you've seen Takamoto's pace and yeah, I guess it, it comes back to the responsibility with, with Aaron as you know, Aaron's more than capable to to do the co-driver's job with pace notes and to read to read that effectively. But again, I think you can sense a, a very experienced nature with Aaron and he's he's a he's a wide wise head um mm-hmm. on him. And I think, you know, the the fact that they have given given him the role to to bring Takamoto on and to help him through that. Like he he's gonna have a a big responsibility in inside the car to keep things calm. And you know, you see with with Paul and Craig how Paul can, you know, say something to, to keep things in control when mm-hmm. whenever he feels feels things are going too too quick or whatever. So yeah, there's there's all that side of things. And yeah. What what more can you say? I think I think mm-hmm. um, Aaron's definitely proved himself now at the top level, and it's exciting to see um, where his career will go because yeah, he's still very young, isn't he? Mm-hmm. That's for sure. That's for sure. And like you know, we're talking about young guys. Like you know, three of the next generation coming through, like you know, <laughs> John Armstrong, William Crichton, and Josh McLean. You know, like like without a doubt, any one of them. Would not look at a place in a you know WRC two car next year. Um, yeah, may not happen, but you know we can but hope. Like you have to look at John especially, like so unfortunate to not come away with the title, but like to step in and be at the level he was at this year after practically not been in the car and in any car now for the last what three four yeah. years really. Yeah, and. Um... That's three guys. It's it's hard to give an, each one of them enough credit because you have to go through three of them. You know, if it was just one of those one of those guys doing what they were doing this year, 
you know, you could give them so much more time and give them so much um, publicity, but like equally all three of them have, have done an amazing job. And yeah, with, with John, as you say, he came so close and the fact that you come away from that disappointed for him speaks volumes mm-hmm. in itself because mm-hmm. yeah, what it was 2017 when he had his last drives in WRC two, I think. Um, his drive DMAC prize so he went from that in 2018 he didn't do any real life rallying he went to his uh, virtual rallying and mm-hmm. um, 2019 he obviously came and done a couple of events in in Ireland Galway and the down rally and mm-hmm. then 2020 he had rally Sweden which didn't end too well for him and to come to come back from that not only I guess from a performance point of view, but his mentality to to be able to do that, jump straight back into the car, jump and get a budget pulled together, a proper program, not even a program to do rounds at home or do a British championship, but back into the world championship Mm -hmm. to do all those, all those things, go to the first round, not having driven the car since rally Sweden Mm -hmm. um, and go and get the win. Like, you know, I don't know too many other drivers that would have the talent, the composure, everything to to go and do that. So it's it's crazy that that all happened. Um, but again, like the other, the other two guys, Josh and William, like William went the junior WRC. You could see his speed increasing through mm-hmm. through the whole year. His his last two events in. Spain and Belgium like he was as quick as anybody on those two um and he obviously did the job in the junior British championship as well so um yeah that's that's an exciting exciting season ahead of him next year whatever he yeah he plans to do and yeah Josh as well like I don't know you can you can uh maybe give the rundown on Josh but again he's an exciting future ahead of him and probably probably someone that that needed needed some support and needed some guys around him to push him onto that level. And he's dealt with the pressure of all that brilliantly. He's so composed and he, he goes and does his job and you can see his development as well. Absolutely, yeah. Because, like, you know, they, they didn't put him down into, like, a championship or anything this year. The, you know, the, the guys behind him, like the Motorsport Ireland Academy there, like Sean McHugh and uh, John Coyne, that, they took him to events and let him find his feet and let him find his 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 pace and his speed. Like you know, going over to America, coming away from with third place, they yeah. left at his confidence. Then brought him back and you know, uh, uh, Roma the Capital, it wasn't that he finished on the podium. You know, and like every event he done was nearly tailored to his needs. That lifted the confidence, that built his confidence in the car and his time behind in the seat. Uh, it was just such a well-managed programme. And then the last couple of events then he was doing was WRC, and he just slotted in. It was yeah. almost natural, wasn't it, really? You know? Yeah, so, totally, mm-hmm. totally unfazed by it. And mm-hmm. again, I think the start of the year, you, you probably could have looked at it and been like, what, you know, why, why is he going to America? Or, you know, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. You know, William's going doing junior WRC here. It's mm-hmm. a... You know, why not go for the championship? But when you look back at this year, it makes so much sense. He's mm-hmm. he's experienced different surfaces. He went, he did rally Portugal and 
the week or two weeks before that he, he did a warm-up event there to, to get right, yeah. him and the car up to speed you know it mm-hmm. was very well thought thought through and mm-hmm. i'm hoping hoping now that the the three or four wrc3 events um and obviously that that close link with hyundai that they have i hope that's a a sign of what's to come next year because you you just know josh will will you know take take whatever's put before him and give it his best and again that professional approach he he puts a lot of time and effort into his preparation and yeah he's like like the rest of the lads he's he's got the talent to to do the, do the job so mm-hmm. yeah it's brilliant i think what his his top result this year maybe third on in wrc in in yeap this yeah. year and mm-hmm. yeah so like that's that's his uh or no sorry it was raleigh spain raleigh that's spain got his first podium uh-huh. in in wrc3 and three top fives this mm-hmm. year in wrc3 so you know he's came away this year with with lots of good results and i'm sure he won't won't be settling for that. He'll be looking to go bigger and better next year. Absolutely, and like, you know we've seen it as well too. You know we completed some of the rookies of events as well this year too. So there obviously yeah. there obviously is an eye on next year. Um, but you know we'll just go back there on John. Like one of my standout performances of the whole year, I have to say, was John and, and Phil in Belgium this year. Like yeah. going against guys, you know the likes of William and these guys that have been there before. He yeah. knew they had to go and be fast from the get go, and by Friday evening, he was controlling the rally. Yeah, you know, that, actually, that's on on here of going to Belgium, really, and that's such yeah. a specialized event. Again, it's it's a event he probably went there. I think he was second or third in the championship. Um, he he had a retirement with the car earlier on in the season and with there only being five rounds he probably went to Belgium the one that he, he had to go and go and get a win um, and yeah he, he hadn't been there before I think he had been once to do the recce but he had he had never done the rally um, and yeah I think after the first day he was 40 seconds um, out in front over, over whoever was in second yeah. so it's it's just yeah, what you can't you can't put those figures down to mm. anything other than just speed and natural ability, mm-hmm. and it's it's the fact that you can go set those times in adversity. In many cases, I think the first day he bent the rear axle, mm-hmm. um, and he was managing that through through the first day, and mm-hmm. you know to to go do that, um. Knowing, knowing what was on the line and come away with a 40 second lead like it's it's crazy at, again at that level like mm-hmm. it's yeah. uh it's pretty special yeah and we know we'll, we'll come on to William again later on when we're discussing the VRC but William was the perfect wingman for him that weekend that yeah. John had to kind of temper his speed with you know more consistently to get to the end of the event he needed the maximum points and William was there then to take the, the points off the other guys. Like, oh, well, like yeah. there was such a thing as a perfect weekend. It was, it must have come down close to him for them. Yeah. I think that was the, the funny side to it when you, you looked at it on Sunday evening. Was, uh, yeah, it was Sammy Parry, was John's main rival in the, the Junior World Championship. And uh, 
he was, I think he was maybe second overall, but um, with John in the lead, John was backing off to try and keep his overall points and Sammy was pushing hard for um, stage win points, but William was there uh, going, going and getting the stage win. So mm-hmm. he was, he was keeping the points off John's rival and, Again, like it's it's all good humor, but um at the same time, John and William were were good and close this year. Like it was nice to see that friendship, and mm-hmm. again, they were both helping each other um in different ways, and it's a credit credit to those guys that despite the rivalry, despite what's on the line, and they both want to to get places and rallying that they they take time with each other. The have good crack with each other, the they get on their their mates or whatever. Like it's it's just brilliant to see that. Absolutely, absolutely. And then we'll go to the the European Rally Championship. You know, um, you know, a happy hunting ground in past years. Maybe not. Maybe just quite as successful this year. But great to see. You know, like Callum Devine over there competing. You know, whenever there was no rallying here at home. Um, you know, Josh McLean went over and done some of the events as well. Kathleen yeah. McCourt and Jason Mitchell as well. You know, it was it was great to see guys not just prepared to go. Ah, there's no rally at home. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. just we'll set it out here. You know, being proactive yeah. and going out and finding events and going doing them and not being scared to go at the highest level. Yes, the the best of the West went to mm-hmm. went to the European Championship with with those guys, but. Yeah, it was it was nice following that. Um, I can't even remember what time of the year that was. Maybe April, mm. May, uh, June know. time. They mm-hmm. went to Poland and um, Latvia, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So no, it was it was brilliant following that. And again, they're all talented guys, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they they learnt a lot from from those rallies. Um, I think Jason. Mitchell was saying when, when he came back to do the Bushwhacker and those events, you know, he felt the benefit of just the sheer stage miles that you get on a, a European Championship events. You know, it's two full days, um, long stages. So I guess, yeah, you'll, you'll see their pace. Um, obviously, Jason's still still learning. Um, mm-hmm. He's making his way through through all the different parts of rallying. Um but yeah, with with Catherine as well, like he he uh, he's more than capable of getting strong results on gravel over here, and um, obviously Callum and Josh are two of the fastest young drivers um, yeah. we have as well. Mm-hmm. And like you know, whenever Callum come home, like we've seen the benefit of you know doing them European Championship events. Like he was able yeah. to get into the car from the first stage and and beyond. There was no. No rust or nothing. It was it was instantaneous almost. Yeah, like he finished. We didn't know it at the time, but the Barham Rally in the Czech Republic was his his last European Championship round, and mm-hmm. that was probably his best of the the year in the RC. It just seemed to come together better. He had no mechanical troubles really, um. So, yeah, I guess he he jumped off that and straight into the rallying at home. He went to Cork and Donegal and the Tour of the Sparrows and won three and three in a row, which is, you know, you can look at it and say, okay, he's fighting with the top guys in the RC. He should be coming home and winning those rallies. But to, for, I think for anyone to win three rallies in a row, like it, it shows speed, consistency, and again, the experience and composure to, to finish it off. And it was needed to because 
they weren't necessarily runaway victories like he, he had close battles with different people in each one and um, his, his rivals were definitely pushing for the win they weren't going for a runner-up finish so mm. yeah it, it definitely definitely showed what Callum's done over the past two years is has paid off and it uh, it mightn't you know it mightn't improve his outright pace at home but I think the the overall roundness of his character or the experience of how to finish off a rally or deal yeah. with setup things and all those different different yeah. types of stuff I'm sure he, he's uh, benefited from that. I, there's definitely a, a more mature approach now isn't it? It doesn't seem to be things don't seem to be yeah. annoying him the same it seems to be you know right that you know right let's do it you know get, keep going you know it's not yeah you know so that's it's fantastic to see uh, that the BRC probably the closest to home that we had you know uh, a lot of guys went over at the start of the year especially to support the, the British Championship you know the, the very first round like a dream result Sam Moffat taking victory you know <laughs> like it was <laughs> we thought yeah. you know we, we can do this yeah. you know <laughs> definitely it, that was uh, a big result at the time and I'm sure I'm sure Sam was quite surprised to to rock up and win the first round of the BRC as well. I remember at the time he was saying how little how little preparation he he did with it, um, with all his work commitments and stuff. So again, it was a different sort of a rally, wasn't it? It was at mm-hmm. Oden Park, all yeah. circuit based. So I guess if you're uh, picking a tarmac rally as far away from what Sam's used to and Irish roads yeah. that's that's what it is and mm-hmm. I guess what it comes down to skill more than anything or precision driving yeah. um, on uh, rallies like that so yeah it was nice to see that and again that was a competitive feel like mm-hmm. everybody everybody in the BRC was out at that so yeah. um, it was good and I think it was quite a close finish in the end as well yeah it was point something like a, in the second wasn't it the yeah, finish up yeah. so mm-hmm. It's a good good start to the season. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, as the as the championship continued, like some of the guys from here uh, dropped away and one thing and another. But the the junior British Rally Championship was almost <laughs> almost a, a, an Irish stronghold. You know, yeah. Uh, at, you know the William Crichton. You know, like bringing his JWRC experience. Eamon Kelly. You know, Kyle White. Uh, David Kelly. You know. These guys were the guys that that we were waiting on the stage times coming at the end because we knew they were going to be in the mix. Definitely, that's uh, nearly like there is a a sneaky line in the regulations for the junior championship <laughs> that it had to be an Irish crew or something. It was <laughs> it was crazy, um, but yeah, I think those guys there there were different leaders as well through the year championship wise. Um, I actually, think William maybe only finished the year as the leader just the way the drop drop scores worked Mm -hmm. I think it was Eamon before that and then Kyle White maybe led near the start of the year as well Mm -hmm. so no it was brilliant and again those guys are at different levels in their career but Mm -hmm. they they definitely overachieved in in many ways Mm -hmm. like young Kyle was uh, was going very well in his 2-8 and you know he was I think everybody could see that he was getting the absolute maximum out of that package. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Eamon, that was his first year in gravel, his first year in 
BRC and he was the the championship leader for for a lot of rounds and he he run he won two of the two of the rallies as well so mm-hmm. um like obviously William was was the standout driver in terms of speed and mm-hmm. everyone expected that but for the the other guys to to see where the speed was at and to to push themselves toward that towards that I'm sure it's all very encouraging for them absolutely you know like you know as you say it was it was almost expected of William. But William has had a lot of bad luck in the BRC. Like he's yeah. lost out, he's lost out in the title for the, you know twice, if not three times, you know. And yeah. you know to have that that's about to weigh down on you. Being coming into the season as favourite, but the way he carried it off and you know picked the picked off the events and carried you know that he drove exemplary. But it also helped to raise the other guys, you know. That you yeah. know, and Kelly, Kerry White, these guys, you know, admit them left their game too, you know. So, yeah, I think you, you feel like William's still quite a young driver now, and you imagine mm-hmm. he nearly won the junior championship in 2017, I think yeah. it was, with, with Callum. Callum was, uh-huh. was his rival back then. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy, yeah. and again, just shows the, the natural talent there. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And like, yeah. you know, you mentioned Eamon there, Eamon, like, you know, his first year on gravel. Like phenomenal, you know. Like, uh, yes, Mister Consistency. But the, the, there was yeah. speed. There was speed mixed in along with that consistency. Like he wanted Definitely. the Ulster with a lot of pressure on. He had to go out and won, and like probably the most difficult conditions we've seen at the Ulster Rally now in a in a long number of years, where it would have been yeah. so easy to put the car in the hedge. But like yeah. he, he, I would say for me, probably one of the drives of of the Ulster Rally. To, you know, to him, for him and Connor to jump into that car, put in the times they were doing, take the one they don't know they could possibly do, you know. So it's great yeah. to see it. It was a, a nice way to, to round off the championship as well because you you obviously didn't want bad luck to fall on either driver, but yeah. in many ways the both both Eamon and Will did did the job that they had to do. Eamon went and drove a perfect rally and won one junior BRC on on the event. And William drove got second second on the rally, and that was enough for for him to win the championship. So again, it speaks volumes that obviously Eamon didn't get the championship in the end, but he he did the job that he had to do. All the best he could do was to win mm-hmm. win the when junior BRC on the event. So mm-hmm. um yeah, like definitely I think Eamon will be encouraged by by how his speeds progress through the year. You know, mm-hmm. it definitely was very consistent and consistent at the start, which I'm sure helped them get the experience mm-hmm. um to go and push a bit harder towards the end of the season. And mm-hmm. you know, to come come away with two two wins. Um at the end of the year in, in such a competitive championship. It's mm-hmm. uh, definitely definitely something to be proud of. And yeah. hopefully again that's something he can build on next year, whatever he plans to do. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And then you know like said David Kelly, you know, who set some yeah. blind, blindingly good times and then moved into an R5 there towards the end of the, the year and you know was able to carry that pace across. So you know yeah. it shows these guys this next level coming through. You know, we have a very exciting talent pool coming through, haven't we? Yeah, and again, if uh, I guess the way my mind works, you always try and relate it to something that happened a few years before, and 
you look back at Rob Duggan and Callum Devine when they took their first steps into an R5 car, even John Armstrong to mm-hmm. a certain degree as well. Like they jumped in and they didn't look out of their depth at all. Yeah. You know, they were able to punch in um, quick time straight away. And that's what David was able to do on the the Harvest and Wexford as well, was it? He, mm-hmm. he went to and, yeah. you know, to, to go and do that takes you know, it definitely takes skill because the guys he's up against are are more used to the car and four-wheel drive, everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, again, whatever David plans to do next year, whether it's more stuff in the R5, um, it'll be exciting to, to see how he goes. For sure, for sure. And, like, you know, uh, Joseph Kelly, his first year outside <laughs> the Junior 1000, to go for and jump from Junior 1000 into, like, uh, the Junior British Rally Championship, like huge, yep. huge step, but he, you know, he took to it like a, a duck to water. Uh, he kept his head down. He done what all you could have asked of him, really. You know. Yeah, another, another Kelly. Let's <laughs> say <laughs> uh, there's a serious, serious theme going on here. Mm-hmm. But definitely, like I think he's only eighteen years old, and mm-hmm. to to jump into a championship like that and go well, and yeah, see, see, he's got a two eight purchase mm-hmm. for, for, next for next year, year. so mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting a slightly different car you know we're more used to the Fiesta Rally 4 so mm-hmm. um, from the European Championship this year it, it looks like the two it's a, a very quick car in that category so no it'll be exciting to to see how that goes and um, yeah I think uh, Kyle White has got a two well, Rally yeah. 4 lined up mm-hmm. as well so yeah. You know, it's it's just nice to see a bit of bit of variety and yeah, the these young guys coming along, it's mm-hmm. it's good to see they're investing in it and going about it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we can't forget, you know, Johnny Mulholland and uh Rafferty as well. You know, yeah. you know, that the, the Academy class and the British championship as well, like a one two there. Like Johnny has done the championship now a few years. But he, he stuck with his R2 this year. I know he's hoping to go rally for next year. But like, yeah. he, he dominated that championship. And then Aoife, who in her first year behind the wheel, I know she's co-driven in the past, but her first year behind the wheel, like, you know, took to it and, you know, had a had a plan in place and has stuck to it and has built up great, you know, great time behind the wheel. You know, that will help carry into next year as well for her. Yeah, I think everyone was was happy to see Johnny um get his championship. Like he he is uh, he's always been there in those cars and um you know it's it's brilliant to see him go and grab a result in, in the British Championship. So I think that gives him uh, a bit of an incentive to to go rally for mm-hmm. um next year. So that'll be brilliant. Um and yeah, with with Aoife, like I think the the commitment that she is showing in terms of the rallies that she's doing, mm-hmm. um, there's been a massive variety. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's nice to see see new faces coming through, and um, I hope the the development continues, and I hope with all the support that's going around with um coaches and programs and stuff, I hope hopefully that uh, helps them out in the next few years. For sure, and then we can't forget the national category that you know. Like uh, Nile Burns, Kudra, Gary Pearson. Yeah. Like, what, what a year for that, you know, for that pairing, you know? 
four championships, uh, the British National Championship, the Scottish Championship, the Welsh Championship, and... BTRDA. <laughs> B- uh, that uh-huh, yeah. That's the one, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so what, what yeah. an achievement. Yeah. Like, you, you'd nearly, you wouldn't think, entering four championships, never no. mind winning mm-hmm. four. Yeah. And again, with Niall, uh, I was chatting to him, the Bushwhacker, maybe, and looking at his his year, he's done 17 rallies since his first one was the Nicky Grist, so uh-huh. that was back in June or July, so he, he's been a busy man, and yeah, it's, it's great to see mm-hmm. somebody like that getting getting championships in the bag, and I know I know some, he's somebody that will enjoy that and be proud of the achievement, which is, yeah, it's just a special achievement. Absolutely, you know, like almost a, the perfect year for him, you know, like, I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll, you could never equal the likes of that. And then, you know, like uh, Gary Jennings and, you know, <laughs> Rory Kennedy, like the man who's been there, done that and got yeah. the T-shirt, don't know how many times, going over there, um, you know, still able to mix it with the guys. Yeah, you know, a right-hand drive Fiesta is probably not the ideal car, but like to, to be want to go over and do that, like it's still... It takes a yeah. lot of commitment away from work and everything else too. It's great to they, see. they just keep going, don't they? Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. love it, and it's it's, uh, it's great to have them there. And mm-hmm. they're they're nice people to yeah. to have around in the service park. It was nice to see them in in the Ulster Alley service park. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fair play to them for going mm-hmm. and doing the British Championship. And um, I think they appreciated having a, a championship for for the car that they could sort of build build their year around, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure as well it was nice to have a few a few Irish crews going over with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess whatever whatever they do next year, um, it should be good. And I think the the harvest um was a rally that Gary went very well on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to see him at the the sharp end of. Yeah. Of a, a tarmac event mm. at home again, so no, it was brilliant. Should bode well, hopefully for next year. And then, yeah, know, fingers we, crossed. We can't forget like, Jason Black. You know, another young, a other young star in the making. Like very little experience in gravel. We all kind of, yeah. you know, from here he was taking the, the start up to to the gravel. We're like, oh no, this is not going to end. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like he was superb. And then the two tar events to finish off the year, Mull and. Uh, the Ulster, like yeah, it, it showed exactly what makes him so special in those two events. Yeah, again, just just checking up on on his results from this season. I think it probably has went a wee bit unnoticed because he was in a a sort of unique class for the British Championship with with a rear wheel drive starlet. Um, but yeah, he I think that was his first gravel rallying in the car. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a brave enough move because we all know how, how nice that car is. Yes. Um, but yeah, he ended up with two fastest rear wheel drive finishes in, in the track road rally and the Cambrian rally, which, you know, they're two competitive events over mm-hmm. in the mainland. So, yeah. you know, he, he was the quickest, if you want to say quickest modified guys is how we would describe it mm-hmm. um, over here. He, he did that his first year in gravel, which is it's a big achievement. And the the Spurans and Ulster as well, two two brilliant rallies. You know, he hasn't forgot how to no. how to drive on tarmac either. Yeah. So 
it's just another young young driver that you you know has talent to to go and get big results week in week out and again while I love seeing him in the start you always wonder what he could do in a, a bigger car but you know in that modified class at home it's so competitive you uh, yeah you'd, you'd love to see what what the plans are for next year yeah uh, it would be lovely to see him and maybe it likes an R5 just to to let that talent really shine you know but then yeah. once you step up there it's huge budgets and everything else too as well yeah know, so. and do you know what Jason's like like he, he loves his he loves his rally and he, he loves his rear wheel drive rallying like you, you can't blame him for no. sticking it out in the starlet like yeah. it's it's a special way we machine as well. I think we all enjoyed it on Monster, especially. So, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, and he knows how to steer it. And like, we should look maybe take a wee look at the American Championship. You know, like yeah. uh, once again, you know the you know the Irish contingent, like Barry McKenna, like one of the you know world rally cars. I know that's maybe not full WRC spec, but like these cars that we see on the world stage, rarely seen in privateer hands. Barry decides that's the car he needs for the American Championship. Goes to M Sport, and I, I don't know. He bought a, a world car. And I don't know what else because he has changed the whole outlook in the American Championship. Like the, there's R fives over there now. There's Rally Four or uh, R twos maybe they haven't gotten into R fours yet. But yeah. like the the outfit that they're bringing to every event now, it's 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 outstanding. Like it's it's M Sport. You know, yeah. like, you know, it was two or three years ago. Like it's yeah, it really it's, is. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I think with with that uh, new car that he he brought over this year, like the the hype and the buzz before it was re- revealed. Um, I think that sort of made it in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was chatting about it. You had the rumors of what it could be and what it was and what it wasn't. All mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like yeah. sometimes that's half the. Oh, half yeah, the crack and half the enjoyment and again mm-hmm. it sort of brings us back to to what it was like over here 15 years ago or whatever so no it was cool to see that over in america and mm-hmm. i think they they have a, a pretty hardcore fan base that that follow the events and the rallies are clearly very very good in terms of the quality of the stages and all the rest so mm-hmm. no it's brilliant and as you say the the McKenna Motorsport team now it, it just seems to be massive and yeah. there uh, seems to be more drivers and crews coming along every every rally nearly you see somebody new cropping up in a in a rally two fiesta or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah. no it's it's great to see yeah and you know obviously taking a few guys from here you know with Martin McKenna over uh or not Martin McKenna Martin McCormick and yeah. I uh, uh come your guy Hamill was over as well wasn't yeah. You know, yeah. so like it's great to see, and there was a young Williams guy over from the UK as well. Like, yeah, it's lovely to see how you know these guys get on, and like it shows the level that the the, the American Championship is at. Like, the, yeah, you know the blocks and Pastrana and these guys, you know, they're pedaling cars fairly quickly too. You know, definitely. I think the the way the regulations are as well, it it opens it up a wee bit more for. For the Lexus Subaru, but um, I guess it, it just makes it all the more competitive for the mm-hmm. the homologated cars or or whatever behind. Um, and it's just something different, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's yes, it just adds a wee bit more interest. And mm-hmm. with 
with all the, I don't know, the business interest in America, we're so used to having um, Irish natives living in America, traveling home to do rallies in the UK or Ireland. And um, it's cool now to see sort of it going in the opposite way. You have, you have guys, even Josh, who and Callum, mm-hmm. we went over yeah. at the start of the year. We, we were missing rallies over here. So mm-hmm. they hopped on a flight and went over and done a rally in America. And yeah. I guess with with all the, the knowledge and the, the connections with different people over there in the championship, um, mm-hmm. it sort of all helps to do and things like that. Yeah. And like it would be so remiss of us not to mention, you know, John Coyne, like a man yeah. who's 70 plus years of age, like yeah. still loves going out and rallying, still competitive when he's rally two fiesta. Like, yeah. you know, still knocking in top times, you know, out there competing with the younger lads, you know, like yeah. <laughs> Paul Riley would be delighted when he hearing himself called a younger lad. But you know, <laughs> but not even that, but the, what he has done for Irish rally in the last couple of years, like that, you know, it's special, you know, there's no other way of describing it. It's you know, it's taken Irish rally into a whole new level, really, what he has brought to the sport. Yeah, that's you can just tell he, he has the love and the enjoyment for for rally, and it's it's really for no other reason that he's that he's doing yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Um and again, you can you can think back to when he was in the Porsche over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, oh John, you know, it's brilliant to see him do it going back and doing that and mm-hmm. you know a few years on he's he's still doing it he's in a rally two fiesta and yeah. in the american championship and you know mm-hmm. he's going for the, the overall you know rally two title at the end of the season like it's mm-hmm. it's mental but again i think the the event that stands out for me was um yeep again like he uh you know those those top results that we were talking about um with the irish lads they they all could look back to John and be thankful for the contributions that he's made and all the different programs. And mm-hmm. again, it's it's nothing other than generosity and just a love for the sport and a desire to see these young fellows get a chance to to go for the titles. And you know what you can't give somebody like that enough credit for, no. for doing that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and then you know, um like Seamus Burke, I don't know like how many times he's won the two wheel drive track the green you know. And like, yeah. you know, another like another, shall we say, not young man, but to be you know, still wanting to go out there and be some so competitive, you know. Uh Enda McCormick, another man that has, you know, helped to make things happen out in America too. It's brilliant. And yeah. then, you know, the co-drivers, like with all these COVID restrictions and things, it's not easy, you know, getting back and forth to these countries, you know, like to Martin Brady, you know, Daramon. You know, Niall Burns, we mentioned earlier, Gary McElhenney. Yeah. You know, these guys, it's it's not just the matter of going and jumping on the plane anymore now. There's a lot more paperwork and a lot more, I suppose, hassle. But like, yeah. to, to make all that happen, you know, they deserve credit for it, I suppose, is what I'm really trying to say, you know. so Yeah, oh, it's, it's been brilliant. And again, it's nice to see, see doors opening for, for all those people as well. I'm sure... You know, it's yeah. Everyone's gonna love rallying in in Ireland or in the UK, but when you get a chance to to go and do international events with the the field of drivers and new drivers coming up in America, and obviously they're getting advice to 
to you know knock the door of certain co-drivers over here and it's you know it's great to see that avenue and just the opportunity that that brings with it and like you know i suppose like it has to only be a matter of time until the wrc lands back to america again too you know and like yeah. we'd like to think maybe that you know the likes of barry mckenna and these guys you know could be instrumental in making that happen yeah for sure um whether it's you know what what we talk about the struggles for a, a snow rally in in Europe now mm-hmm. um and the one in North America seems to make more and more sense as the years go by mm-hmm. um whether it happens or not I I don't know um but again uh, a rally in America makes a lot of commercial sense and with with that community and the the base of experienced rally people over there now um mm. you know why not yeah i think the, the that rally last year in new york was dirt dirtfish new york rally like that was a, a, a small team of guys here in ireland had done a lot of the planning for that you know and it was yeah. the likes of mckenna and these guys behind that that you know run the event with very short notice and probably was one of the standout events in america last year so it just shows you what can be achieved when people put their their mind to it yeah for sure uh, i don't i don't know if it's a a thing over there where you know if if you look back 40 years ago here and how many events were being started or you know people were clubbing together and just going for an idea and and sort of going for it not necessarily wigging it but uh-huh. you know there there were no huge barriers in their way to, to putting something new together and i guess with the i don't know the the progressive progressiveness of rallying in america that uh, there's maybe a, a chance that they can just go and create something new with with the right group of people together um mm-hmm. you know it, it's probably is a possibility going forward Absolutely, absolutely. And like, well, just a wee quick look, you know, the, the Australian Championship, you know, like uh, Glenn Alcorn, Johnny Charleston, you know, producing great results there in their Mark II. Uh, Richie Dalton in the Shamrock Motorsport car, you know, um, John Squeak McHugh, uh, Sean McLean, Brian O'Neill, and then, you know, like some Mike Cairns that was sitting in there with Young McRae coming up through. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, once again, our guys, you know, are out there enjoying themselves, you know, showing what's so good about Irish motorsport and, you know, helping set the stage of the light over there is really what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's just the, the community thing again. We've, we've just such a strong base at, at home in, in Ireland, uh, just a, a big base for, for rallying. And when people go abroad to these countries, they can bring bring that experience over and, yeah, it's it's nice to see that. And again, Mark Cairns with Max McRae, that was a a nice sort of period this year and just again something a wee bit different. Mm-hmm. Like I suppose like we have to look closer to home. You know, hasn't been the, the year we would have wanted, you know, we want championships, we want, you know, rallies on, you know, every weekend, nearly almost, but you know, uh, we didn't get that. But come September, it was great to see events finally starting to roll back in again. Um, yeah. did, did you enjoy seeing cars back on the stages here again? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, Cork, just going down to that first stage in Cork and 
sitting up in someone's driveway watching watching the cars fly past it, it to be honest it was like it was never away he he just forgot about that 18 month period or however long it was mm-hmm. um without rallying and yeah it was roy white's wrc fiesta was one of the first ones passed and just that thunder and the the shock that goes through your your body when the fly past you know you mm-hmm. it's just like it it was never away and i think the the big thing i took away from cork was just the the chats you were having with marshals and spectators everybody there they were glad to be there they were on the junctions I was at, there were no issues. You know, everybody was working well with each other. Everybody had a smile on their face. It was brilliant. And again, the stages were lined with people. So much enthusiasm. Um, seeing like the, the residents who live on the stage coming out and joining in with the people watching in their front gardens. Like for me, that's, that's what's special about rally in Ireland. It's it's going, it's going to the rally on your doorstep, but it's equally, you know, welcoming the people from across the country who are, you know, coming to your area to mm-hmm. to watch the sport, the the love, and even back to the B and B we were staying in, you know, they ask, you know, what what are you down for, and all oh, the rallies on and. You know, again, that just sparks a whole conversation and you can't get away from the B&B for the, <laughs> the owners asking you so many questions. And uh-huh. do you remember this 10 years ago? And, you know, do you remember Fisher and do you remember McHale? And then uh-huh. they go through all the cars they remember and the, the stickers they got in service one year and yeah. all these different things. Like, it is it is special. And I think there's so many people missed it. Um over that period but you know when it came back and it's it's been such a such a good few months at home with with all the battles and yeah. all the all mm-hmm. the wins by different people no it's been brilliant mm-hmm. i think you're you know like my first event back then would have been i was the harvest here just you know outside Donegal town and as yeah. you say that just walking up to a junction you know the about the banter you have with the marshals and you know the yeah. people you know and you forget how good that is you know that it's just such a a warm community, you know. Like I was standing, you know, I'm standing in this man's yard, and next thing he lands out in two mugs of tea, you know. <laughs> you know, where where else would you get it? You know, it's just exactly. You know, and like I bumped into that man a couple of times since. Ah, oh, young lad, how's it going there? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. It's it's so true though, and everybody everybody has their their own story like that. Aye. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's brilliant, even. The uh, the adventures you have getting to a junction on the stage, yeah. um, mm-hmm. it's just brought it into my head now. The the second, so we went to our first junction on the first loop, which was straightforward, and then the second one we had a, a nice wee spot lined up, and of course you got the the map out and the the program, and you're making your way there, and the the road gets narrow and narrower and bumpier, bumpier the grass in the middle of the road gets bigger. <laughs> Next thing, there's there's no tarmac and you're in rough <laughs> stones and potholes and oh, this is deadly crack. But <laughs> one of those ones you were like, "What on earth am I doing this for?" And then in the drive home, you're sitting laughing in stitches, uh-huh. looking back on it. But no, it's it's uh-huh. brilliant. It's it's some crack now. Yes, uh-huh. and like you know, 
Donegal, you know, there has always been a, like a special relationship with Rally, but this year to me, I think it, it went a whole new level. Like Donna Kelly, the man who never fails to surprise, I think surprised, <laughs> surprised even me this year with the opening up of his stables motorsport museum, you know? Yeah. The, 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 the range of cars he has on display, unbelievable. And then, you know, to, you know, that was a surprise to open up officially and to get like Ari Vatlin over to do it. Like, you know, the man, I don't know, whatever way his brain works, it's a whole different <laughs> level, you know? Um, yeah. At, like that whole weekend, it, we, you know, we helped to launch the harvest then the same weekend. Like Ari Vatlin, for a man who must be in his early 70s, such energy, such enthusiasm, but like ever he just took in his stride but like for Donna Kelly to come up with the idea of to put a museum in not his backyard, but close to his backyard, and to build it to such a level, and the cars he has in it just blows you away. And yeah. to you know, and then a few weeks after that, to have deja vu run out of it, and then Paddy Hopkirk, you know, Jimmy McRae, and a number of the day of the, the official opening chatting to a guy. And he says, every time I look around, I don't know where to look at the cars, the photographs, or the Donegal runners. Because <laughs> yeah. there was, you know, all these legends of the sport were walking yeah. about, you know. And as he said, I think I've died. And I didn't, you know, I think I've gone to heaven and I didn't even have to die, you know. So I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah. So, you oh, know, it's, it, that's unbelievable. I, that weekend was just, it was the end of August that we were ready to get rallying back. That was me, <laughs> ready. Let's go rallying again. Then I just fall yeah. balls on at that stage, you know? <laughs> and like we've had the harvest, we've had the Ulster, you know, and two great events. Just to, and with the bushwhacker as well. Sorry, I forgot the bushwhacker. Just yeah. great to get the to get that vibe back again, you know. Um, yeah, so, the the favour was back, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, you know. And like and, we, uh, we mentioned there, like Callum Devine, you know. Like th- you know, three brilliant results. Oh, Terrence Burns, I forgot that Terrence Burns. You know, yeah. you know, characteristics of the roads. Probably three completely different. You know, characteristics of events, but you know, we went there, done what he needed to do, level-headed, very mature approach to the three of them. Really, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think. Um, for for Callum, the the harvest was maybe his, the one he he went all out for the the one he had to go you know and put the car in the line um to go and win it and that's credit to Declan Boyle in the end like mm-hmm. um obviously Declan bought, brought the the WRC back and and did that and that was special in its own way but mm-hmm. the times that that he was putting in um to match Callum and to beat Callum I think they they won three stages each in the end um, and obviously that last stage was uh, a massive shootout between them. Um, so it's it's just not it's not possible not to get excited after that and think of here if that's what a six six stage rally um, one off rally was like in twenty twenty one. What are these uh, two day international rallies going to be like? And in 22 so it's uh 
no, it was definitely a, a class one. And as you say, that that whole atmosphere around Donegal, like I, I feel like we've missed the, the international rally, but having that buzz, having the names back, having those classic cars back on the, the Deja Vu um, run as well, um, it just just got that excitement back. And just Donegal is one of those places that if there's a rally on, there's a special atmosphere around the atmosphere or around the area, no matter what. So no, it, was, it was brilliant. And it was just a, a nice way, I guess, to to feel us back into to rallying in Ireland again. For sure. And like, we can't, you know, talk about rallying in Ireland without talking about the modified guys, you know? Like, yeah. they, they probably have been the stars of the show in a lot of the events, you know? You know, you think yeah. Kevin Eves, uh, Gary Kiernan, Rob Duggan, uh, Colin O'Donoghue, you know, like these guys are exceptionally talented rally drivers, period, like, you know, weren't they? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have definitely been a, a big part of um, how good the rallies have been in, at the end of 2021. And I I think those battles, and the guy I think about is Andy Walsh at the stage ends, just the. Mm-hmm. The Akon Killian, of course, too, but yeah. the, the action that Andy picks up at, at those final stage shootouts, like there's been a few where Kevin Eves has had to push hard to, to go and grab the two-wheel drive win and Gary mm-hmm. Kiernan as well. I know he's had a few fight backs in, yes. in the modified rallies this year and mm-hmm. it's uh, just that sheer adrenaline and buzz and those guys are out for the crack, but they're there to win. and. Yes. To know to know the guys they're fighting with or you know properly on the edge all the time so mm-hmm. those those battles have been brilliant and yeah. I guess with the the lack of events that we've had this year it's meant there has been more of those rivalries together in a way mm-hmm. in in the certain events so if we can carry that across to to some of the bigger rallies next year that's uh, mm-hmm. an exciting prospect yeah and like you know Yes, they're rivals, but you know the banter goes on between them as well. You know, yeah. like those stage ends, like, some of them is comical at times too. You know, they, yeah. they, you know they only want to know what you know, like yeah. Eves, Eves will want to know what time Kieran done. You know, or whatever. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter really if anybody else. What does he do? You know, and it's yeah. You know, they're, no. they're, they're so driven, but it's so funny the way they can do it, and they, 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 it's just the passion and the love just it just flies out of them, doesn't it? It's though it's just the the YouTube videos or whatever that that you're used to watching over the years of the the classic moments or the classic lines that come out of come out mm-hmm. from the drivers like that's that's what you get um, week in week out now with, with those modified guys and again that that togetherness like on Killarney Historic at the end of the end of the rally the, the cars parked up on the the back road coming into the finish ramp and. You know, you walked up there and you got to the modified guys and they're all sitting on and around, I think it was Kevin Eves's car. They're just sitting on the bonnet of the car. They're sitting on someone's fence. You know, they're uh-huh. chatting away how the rally went, what the crack was, winding each other up. Like uh-huh. that that whole atmosphere is special. And um, it's just, I think they're they're all out to enjoy it. They, they want... You know the the quickest guys, their mates or whatever, to be out on the same rallies as them, and you know that's that's all part of it for them. The, they don't want to 
they go down an event with an easy entry list just so they can grab the class win. Um, mm-hmm. That's not what it's about at all, um, which I think in, in many ways is pretty unique to, to rallying in Ireland, that competitive rivalry with a, a mm-hmm. bit, bit of crack, a good bit of crack, um, sort of merged into the middle of it. Yeah. And then I guess we have to mention the, the one man, Bobby Wallace, who has <laughs> been moving heaven and earth and everything else in between, I would say, at this stage, to hopefully get WRC Northern Ireland here in 2022. You know, yeah. I, I, I can't think of anybody else who would have put up with what he has had to go through now his last few years to make this event happen. Yeah, Um Okay, let's we'll talk about certain individuals and the, the effort to put in to, to rallying and Bobby really can't be given enough credit for the the work and the, the stress that he's went through and um, to try and make Rally Northern Ireland happen and as of yet it's still still not confirmed and I think they're they're waiting on certain things that's largely out of their hands, but mm-hmm. again it's it's the type of thing they they can't stop preparing for it. They have to prepare as if it's happening and really just hope that it, it comes together. Um, but again, like, what can you say? You, you know what what Bobby was able to do with the Circuit of Ireland and the, yeah. the European Rally Championship. And, you know, you have those videos of the leading drivers after Tor Head and speechless, like mm-hmm. they, they couldn't string a sentence together. Yeah. Um, and even so the, the town stages, like Newtonards and Lisburn. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, making things like that happen. Like it's you know, yeah. anybody else sitting down with a blank sheet of paper would have put a line through them things, you know. But he know he played yeah. on and made them happen, didn't he? Live streaming as well, you know, way before yeah. it was even a thing, even in WRC. It's it's that thing. It's it's hard enough to to organise a rally full stop. Never mm-hmm. mind an international rally. Never mind all those extra pieces that um he puts together and i think with bobby he would be disappointed if he just ran a rally you know mm-hmm. he, he would want to have the extra bits and bobs he would he would want the the local people to benefit it he would want people to come to it and want it to happen again the next year you know yeah. he he really does have that desire to not only have a rally, but make sure it's it's the best possible rally it can be. And I think with with the whole rally Northern Ireland thing, the the running theme chatting to Bobby about it is how he wants it to benefit Irish rallying as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, he just doesn't want a, a round of the world championship for for a one off. He mm-hmm. he wants it to benefit, you know, all the other series, whether it's the tournament championship, whether it's the national championship. Mm-hmm. Whether it's all the rallies in Northern Ireland, he he genuinely wants you know to increase people's awareness of the sport, increase you know engineering and schools, all those things. Mm-hmm. He uh, he has the vision for for all of that and the desire to to really benefit as as much um, mm-hmm. as it possibly can. Yeah, like you know, it'll be like for tourism alone, like. You know what that to do. We've seen, you know, the coming to like the the Gulf, you know, the the British Open or yeah. coming to Royal Portrush. Like it never left Portrush, but like it yeah. brought, you know, you know, thousands upon thousands. Like if the, them helicopters was flying over Hamilton's Folly or flying over wherever, <laughs> you know, like the images that they can beam around the world, like yeah, you know, that 
that alone, never mind, as you were saying there, about you know, the STEM and schools and all these yeah. other bits and pieces, like the local councils, even you know, the likes of say Josh McLean, who has a sponsor or somebody that's yeah. you know, while we go with this, while we not, you know, is it worth you know sponsoring this young lad coming up through to see, you know, the top uh, world championship event coming to our shores, we could open up so many more avenues and so many more doors for for all these other young guys coming up through. Yeah, like it's a it's a no brainer. That's mm-hmm. it really is. And again, if you want to relate tourism to the like of the the Donegal International, how many yeah. mm-hmm. how many hotels <clears throat> and B and Bs are booked up over yeah. that weekend alone? Mm-hmm. And you know, Belfast has so many hotels, so many new hotels, so many um, upgraded hotels. It's, you know, it's, again, the rallies will be based in Belfast. It's, mm-hmm. it's rare that a, a rally now is based in the capital city of a, a country, mm-hmm. and it's, it just makes so much sense. Um, so I really, obviously, really yeah. hope it happens, yeah. and I think if it does happen, it will be one of the best experiences um, mm-hmm. rallying in the country has had. Again, obviously, we had 2007 and 2009, and they were brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. But there were parts of that, when you look back, um, you think of the time of year it was in, yeah. um, you think of the weather, mm-hmm. you think of the areas. Obviously, yeah. the areas were in strong rally regions in Ireland, but... The prospect of having stages in County Antrim, County mm-hmm. Down, you know, near the Moorns yeah. on the, the glens of Antrum, like they really are iconic proper, stages, proper uh, stages. Mm-hmm. And again, they're they're gonna be stages that were were picked for the, the early Circle mm-hmm. of Ireland's in the 70s when yeah. mm-hmm. you know you really had the best roads just picked for for the rally. So mm-hmm. like it's it's something everybody's excited about it's it's the first question people ask me whenever they see mm-hmm. see uh SEMA. it's it's on the you know it's on everyone's lips but it really is just a waiting game and you can't jump the gun nope. in terms of saying it's happening or it's mm-hmm. not but yeah. for sure the the work going on in the background that's it's been phenomenal and yeah bringing back to your point at the start like bobby deserves um as much support as we can give him, he mm. deserves as much credit as we can give him because he he's definitely went through a lot to try and make this happen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And the, you know, you know, goes without saying, all the officials, marshals, you know, organizers, all that, you know, they're, they're the backbone of this sport. You know, you know, we can't forget that you know, without them, there would be no show. Like, and that's just the long and the short of it. You know, so, so yeah, uh, we'll start wrapping up now. So, the, you know. We have had such a wonderful year. Like we we keep thinking this can't get any better, but it, for whatever reason, you know, we do keep seeing you know the next generation coming through. We're already, you know we've mentioned some of the names. You know, what's your hopes ahead of twenty twenty two? Oh, I wasn't expecting this. Um, <laughs> the things I'm looking forward to, I suppose, is the the tarmac championship. I think that's going to be a a big thing next year, just with the likes of the, the Cork 20 sort of gave you a snippet of what next year could be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Galway has released that they're going to a two-day 
format and you know i think that's something that will it's gonna be a brilliant way to kick start the year um mm-hmm. and hopefully all the other rounds get get back to sort of full international strength i'm sure they're gonna be an unbelievable amount of R5 and Rally 2 cars um, on their entry list and we don't need to go into the details of how yeah. good those battles will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess with Craig and Paul, you, you sort of hope that they can get a, a win under their belt um, together in WRC, um, whether they can put a championship attack on who knows the the car mm. seems in good shape and with everything that's happened with Hyundai recently you sort of think they might be in the back foot at, at mm. the start especially um and yeah with Josh William and John you, you just hope that they continue to get some support to to prove themselves um on the international stage because they they really won't disappoint um and Yes, they've achieved some good things this year, but really that was a, a development year for, for all three of them in, in a big respect. So I think that's that's uh, all pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I, th- I think one of the other sort of main guys behind a lot of rallying in Ireland in 2021 we haven't mentioned is yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure you don't want me doing this, <laughs> but you know, Rally Insight, like what you've developed over the past three years, has just been like from very humble beginnings. You've developed a brand that is the you know the go-to you know social media outlet for anything you want to know about Irish Rally. You know, you've you've three yearbooks under your belt. You know, you've you've gained the respect of you know of drivers, officials. You know the quality of content you're producing there is like second to none. Hope you've stopped recording this year, Kevin, <laughs> before you said all that. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what to say. It's <laughs> to be honest, it's just a pleasure to be to be able to do it. Um, like I don't, I can't even remember when when I started writing, but it was for uh, motorsport outlets in the UK and. When you're trying to explain to to people over there what rallying in Ireland's like, the they really don't get it, to be honest, unless they've been over here and experienced it. Mm-hmm. You you just you don't know what it's like. And as well, I think um before COVID, we maybe took what we had for granted. Um, but now definitely everybody seems on in the same frame of mind where where we're here to enjoy it and really rally inside is is just there to to give as much publicity as it can and i hope it helps okay it's maybe not a newspaper where somebody completely foreign to rally and will will see it and become interested but i hope it helps to you know continue people people's interest in it whether Mm -hmm. it makes it easier to follow stories and follow results but i think one thing that always try to do is try and get the the story from the driver or the co-driver's perspective or the the team managers or the whatever even the event um clerk of the course whoever it is but to to try and get those stories and at the end of the day the sport's about people and um what they're doing and that's that's the bit i find interesting i 
I enjoy the conversations with with people about what they're doing, what they're planning to do, what they want to achieve, um, all the way side stories to to the results. So, yeah, I hope hope I can keep keep continuing to do it because yeah. it's it's a uh, it's not easy to keep on top of all mm-hmm. the time. But when the enjoyment's there, it's it's hard to resist writing writing a story when you get the chance. Yeah. And again, if I swing it back to you and and all the other podcasters who who have been going over the past few years like it's it's been brilliant and just having having that chance to sit down and with with a background interview with some of the some of the famous names that mm-hmm. like we we all know but you've never actually heard their full story before um and yeah, it's it's something that clearly everybody has has enjoyed because mm-hmm. you can see from the responses that that the interviews go down well. So no, it's a credit mm-hmm. to you, Kevin. And um, yeah, it's brilliant. I hope I hope now when we we get back into the swing of things in twenty twenty two that you know the stories continue and while we keep tracing back to years gone by that. Um, you know, the next few years bring some brilliant Irish rallying stories as well. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You know, we can look back, but we also have to look forward. You know, we have such yeah. a, you know, such an, an exciting crop of talent coming through at the moment. Like, I do believe we're in another golden era of Irish rallying. Like 2019, the Tarmac Championship, I think is going to go down as one of those years that's, that's yeah. going to be up there amongst the best of the best, you know. And like if that was having to go by, I have no doubt 2022 is going to be even better. Yep. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes. So I'm going to give you now for just to finish things up, just to be the quick fire questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> you really are getting your money's worth here. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> so for I must make it clear we recorded this in the day of the final Grand Prix of the season. So, <laughs> Max or Lewis? Oh, I'll go for young blood and say Max. Yeah, Someone good. different. <laughs> your, your drive of the year from an, an Irish perspective? Uh, oh, I'm going to have to say John Armstrong in either Croatia or Yeep. Those, those two wins. Um, Croatia like he he wasn't expecting to to be competitive there never mind win it and he was able to win it and he was just so dominant and Mm -hmm. uh internationally then your drive of the year uh probably craig brains although it wasn't wasn't a win but um craig brains rally and yeep as well i think he Mm -hmm. he had Thierry Neville's pace and I think he, he could have went on to win that rally if he was given the chance um, just to jump into the World Rally Car on, on Tarmac um, and go and do that. I think that's, that's a pretty special drive. And your surprise of the, of the year? Uh, oh dear. Um, let's see. Maybe not a, a surprise, but I think uh, a first win that's gonna go go down sort of in history and probably kick kickstart an exciting year next year's Cali Rolf and Para. Okay. Um 
obviously he's had the pace to win a rally for for a long time, but to go and grab the win and pretty, you know, he, he did it professionally and without any drama, if you mm-hmm. know, that way. Yeah. He was able to control that very well. And um, obviously with OGA going part-time next year, I think um, it won't be long until he's knocking on the door of a championship. Mm-hmm. Your hope for 2022, is there one driver, co-driver, crew member that you would love to sit down and chat to in 2022? Uh, oh dear. Um, the one driver that I've always wanted to talk to is Jimmy McRae. Just mm-hmm. that that aura about him and, and the wins that he had over here. Um, but I did that this year, so <laughs> that's not next year. Um, it's, I don't know, I, I can't pull a name out of my head no. and say I want to yeah. interview for next year, but Jamie McRae was definitely one that I always wanted to talk to and I'm, I'm really glad to have got that opportunity yeah, this year. Pretty special. And then your own plan for Rally Insight in 2022. What's your your vision? Uh, the, the plan will be to attend every Tarmac Championship round as a start. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully give, give as many reports on the rest of the rallies as possible as well. Um, and continue with just generally tracking um, the the driver's progress that's, that's running in the international field. Um, and again, try and get a, another yearbook pulled together um, with, with a range of whatever's happened in 2021 and hopefully a few more stories from years gone by as well. Yeah. Well, Adam Hall, it's been a pleasure. And thank you very much. Uh, I knew I, I threw a few wobbly ones there at you at the end. <laughs> No, as I say, we, you know, what we have at home, you know, it's nice to look back and show that we appreciate what's happening there, you know, on the world stage and to celebrate what we have, I suppose, really. Yeah, no, thank you, Kevin. And it's it's just been great to have the opportunity to to go and review the year like that. And Mm -hmm. hopefully um, that's just going to be a a short one compared to what, what happens in 2022. Yeah. Oh, and we should tell everybody, Rally Insight yearbook is still available. Contact you through your <laughs> Facebook, social media, any pages really. Drop you a message. Yep. Perfect. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Excellent, man. Take care. Thank you, Kevin. All the best. Bye-bye. So that was Adam Hall and myself, Kevin Gundelling, doing a review on the Irish Rally in 2021. If you've enjoyed it, can you please like and share it across all social media? And... If you can subscribe to my channels, it would be gratefully appreciated. So until next time, take care, speak soon, and bye.